Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where the Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now, two guys whose bodies have been toned and sculpted by craft beer, Chris and the Riz. Hey, hi Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 395. The Lions hired Ben Johnson. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend, one of my very best friends and co-host, Jeff the Riz Risden. How are you doing, brother? I am very good. It's it, I, I, I seem to have heard that Ben Johnson info from somewhere before about, like, what, four months ago, three months ago, something like that? It, I, I seem to have heard it from somewhere. It Where could that have been, Chris? It might have broken in the slack on, like, November 1st. <laughs> Receipts, baby. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's nice. So, um, you. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, we've been pretty confident in this. We talked about his... Uh, his interview, his live interview, live fire interview that it was being conducted, conducted. You obviously passed it with flying colors. I kind of knew you would, but we'll get into that a little bit. We will. Um, we got a great show here. Um, we're going to talk about the senior bowl. We're going to do a quick wrap on that. We're going to talk about the new offensive coordinator that you may or may not was have heard was hired by the Lions. We're going to talk about the latest in Aubrey Pleasant. Do a little bit on the Super Bowl, some key dates, some stuff coming up, and a whole lot more. We got a great show lined up. Riz, are you ready to go, my man? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right. All right calm down there, thing. All right, we'll get into it right now. Let's do this. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> I was ready for you to hit the Dean sounder there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things got ugly. All right, uh, let's talk about this. We got uh, a lot going on. First, we want to talk about the Senior Bowl. We finished that up. It was a great, great great event had a lot of fun uh for those that didn't see it definitely check out the youtube channel we we, we interviewed kelvin shepherd we interviewed dave fipp who's a great guy such a great guy and our, our my our favorite uh hank freely uh one of the best o-line coaches you're gonna find and just a great generally awesome human being yeah really really good dude i was proud of you for not being as giddy as a schoolgirl for that one because <laughs> uh i know i know you love the guy yeah and he, he, he did a great look he he was a great interview. He's a good dude. Just, just chill. I, I like, I like, I like his demeanor. Like nothing. Like it seems like you know when you're an offensive lineman, you have to have a nasty streak, and he played with one. Yeah, but it's like he, he's he's saving that for the proper time. Yeah, and, his, uh, his insight about teaching. And how he tied yeah. it to coaching and playing and being a parent and being a person was really mm-hmm. good. Two key things. One, you know, the, with Dave, all the, the I mean, the Lions, they they had timing on all the interviews. Right. But if you, if you look at how long we were with Hank, you'll see a little something. And if you listen to what he said in the beginning, it was great to finally be on the show. Uh, it was good to have him. Really, really good to have my man <laughs> yes, on the was. show. Love that guy. All right. Let's uh, let's get rolling. Uh, first off, I want to do a huge thanks to Colin. Um, yes, he did so much for us. He hauled gear. He, and he, he popped on the camera. Great presence, did a great job, uh, had some great insights, but he was there top to bottom, front to back. I always go front to back, uh, helping us out with this, uh, with this, with this whole broadcast and set up and break. We had to set up and break down the, the studio twice a day uh, to put the production on. And there was a lot going on behind the scenes that wasn't going right. But the production went well. We want to thank Colin yeah. for his help yeah. there. Colin did a phenomenal job for learning all that stuff on the fly. Yeah. Um. In, in the first night, we were set up in his hotel room, and we had to break all that down, and then we had to go to the the Mobile Convention Center, and he, and he, like, to his credit, he did a lot of the physical setup of what we did throughout the week. You know, we and and he he ferried us talent when we needed it. Um. Did did a great job. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was a great experience. I, I'm glad he had a good time. Um, I, he might have had a little too good of a time one night, but that 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 that, that happens. Yeah, that that's happens what the senior bowls for, right? That's why that, that is what the senior bowls for. <laughs> um, I, I was proud to take him to Veets for his very first time. Um, wound up meeting some good people there, um, and it was the chillest night I've ever had at Veets. Uh, I think I was there for three hours and had two drinks all night, and mm-hmm. it was just awesome, just chilling. 
um, talking to people that I hadn't talked to in a couple of years. And that, that, that for me, Chris, I, I know we talked about this when we were there. Yeah. Just seeing people in person again and reconnecting with people face to face was so rejuvenative. And I, 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 I didn't realize how much I missed it because I, Look, I'm, I tend to be a social person. I like to you talk. are the bell of the ball there. I, <laughs> how is everybody doing today? <laughs> like flowing dress behind you everywhere you flow. It was great. It was awesome. I love Riz at the Senior Bowl because it is. Just I, it, it's so, fun because like ninety five percent of the people that come up to me, I'm like, I know who that is. There were a couple <laughs> people who were like, Hey, what's going on? I'm like. I don't know who you are. <laughs> I probably should, but I don't. It's awesome. So, I mean, the people you meet, right? You, from from all different places, uh, all kinds of good stuff. Met, um, met, some, met some very good contacts. Ironically enough, I met Andrew Barry, the Browns GM, for the very first time yep. this past week, face to face. When I no longer cover the team on a day to day basis, right? Yeah. Yeah. But that that was fun. It was good. Yep. AB's good. Yep. And he was talking to Schefter for a while. We watched that go down. Um, yeah, we got. I mean, we've got. We, we've met some fine former Lions players. Yeah. We met some executives from other teams. We did. We we met we met a a really cool um, and he's, he stayed off camera. He, they thought he might want to come down the show later in the week. He chose not to, but uh, really cool conversation that we had. That was Tuesday night, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Where, where we, yeah, that that was that was really fun and enlightening on some historical things in, in Lions past. Yeah, absolutely. We'll bring we'll bring that all full circle. We'll we'll bring this together. Uh, a lot of this is networking and network building. It's all about coverage and scouting. It's uh, about putting a lot of different things together and building a foundation for the upcoming uh, season and. And into training camp. Um, there's a lot that comes out of this, not just the week of being there. And we're really excited by it. But I want to get back to Colin really quick. He was a great voice in the show, did a lot of great work yeah. for us. And you're going to hear more from him. He's going to be a great addition to uh, the show. He's going to start doing some vlogs and fill in with some other stuff for us. So uh, welcome to Colin. And thank you so much for all you did. Um, there's an ask for Chris Dust. We'll see. We'll see. We'll get some talkie talkie. Um, let's talk about the Senior Bowl game. Right. I, I saw somebody uh, mention in one of the comments that, uh, hey, you guys have been talking about the Senior Bowl forever. You did the coverage. Well, what about the game? I, I kind of look at the game as more of a fan event than a media event, Riz. What did, Absolutely. Um, this was my 13th Senior Bowl. I have never been to the game. Yeah, um, and uh, uh, truth be told, I didn't watch the game. Uh, I was in Ypsilanti with my son doing a basketball clinic Sunday afternoon. We listened to it in the car on the way back from Ypsilanti to Zealand. So I, I got just about the entire game. Um, so the entire second half of the game I did listen to. I um, listened to our, 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 our friend Pat Kerwin on Sirius XM NFL Radio. I wish he was done and- that dinner this year. God. We missed that this year. Uh, Jim Jim Miller down on the sidelines um, talking to um, – he, he talked during the game to Ben Johnson, which was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, I uh, saw that piece where they were talking to MCDC listening in on the calls on TV. I, I yeah. saw that bit. Um, I've got a lot of this stacked up to watch. It's been – I mean, after the week off and then kicked off a bunch of stuff at work and then trying to get sleep and everything else caught up. My wife, like we had about a 12 hour span, (laughs) about a 12 hour span together. Then she left town. It's like, ah, I'm a single dad. So just a lot of things. She's coming back though. Right. I hope so. I believe she will. (laughs) I miss her. (laughs) So we, we will be fully caught up by the end of this week, but the game itself is really kind of more of a fan experience than anything else. Um, You hope no injuries, but those would be the big kind of ticket items that would talk about um, if something were to happen. Yeah. um, It sounded like, and again, I did not watch the game. The, the radio coverage of it sounded like the defensive line was going up against basically tackling dummies. Um, on the offensive lines. I, I know Perry and Winfrey from Oklahoma. He had a very good week. He Until is a, he, he's a gap jumping, um, snap jumper. So he's going to have a good week against that, especially when you don't have centers on your team. And, uh, Winfrey, you know, the, they, his stuff was stolen when he got back to town. Did you see that? Someone's his senior bowl jersey, the whole thing. That's, that's a drag, man. That's a drag. That's that such is. a life event for this guy and for something like that to happen really it, it, yeah and you know some of the other guys that we had highlighted throughout the week had had pretty good weeks uh but you know the the, the game is it is played with different rules in a typical football game mm-hmm. it is an exhibition the players are aware of it they they also are aware that you know they are being judged on how they do in it it doesn't doesn't hurt to do well in the game but uh I'll go back the best quarterback in senior bowl like performance wise was Davis Webb guy absolutely freaking lit it up 
in Mobile. Did it all week, and then did it in the game. He just signed a futures contract yesterday. There so go. there you there go. Another um, <laughs> thing to come out of that, the Zero Technologies interview, if you haven't seen that, you guys are yes. blown away. It's all about what fit, what fires up the next-gen stats. We're going to be working with them pretty closely throughout this year, throughout the season, and uh, have a lot of really, really interesting data for you guys as we go on and some insights uh, yeah. about players' performance and so on th- from training camp on. So yeah, they, They've given us uh, a, a little bit of a green light to go with some, some stuff that's not going to be available to the public. Um, and uh, it was fascinating. Adam was great. Thanks to Christian for setting everything up with us. Uh, he's been a good dude. Um, yeah, the, I, I love that interview. That that was one of the most inf- infotainment, if you want to put it that way, because, you know, they were clearly, you know, pushing the, what all they could do. But it's fascinating stuff. You know, the, yeah. and, and, and so we, we do have to say it. One thing that came out and this was a common question at the end of it. Uh, and I, I did actually clear this with with Christian. Yes, they can spot the ball with the RF chip that's inside the ball to within two millimeters of where it's actually at. The NFL, And they've been able to do that, by the way, for seven years. Hmm. The NFL chooses not to use that technology, nor does college football because they don't want to be seen as like this, the gip on it either. But uh, the USFL will be using that. Very interesting. Very interesting. I would like for a challenge right because i think it would take too long to use it in from spot to spot to spot but when there's a challenge just use the gps right use right. the zebra tech there's right. no question then whether they did or did not make that first the only the only margin of error is is where the chip is inside the ball um and you have to like was the ball was it was it pointed forward or was it you i know, think they have oblong. multiple chips but either way uh yeah they they they, they they might. <laughs> <laughs> so I go. still can't believe how light those things were. Oh, incredible. Incredible. <laughs> it was like holding a, a, a Dorito. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the, the, the mass of it. Yeah. Yeah. For real. So, yeah, check it out. I'm, uh, I, I can't say enough about that Zebra Tech interview. If you have any kind of yeah. interest in next gen stats and how they get them, really, really great stuff. Uh, lastly, I do want to wish the very best to Justin Rogers. Saw his tweet. He was supposed to be going to LA for the Super Bowl. Um, he got himself the vid. While he was in Mobile, of course, he said goodbye to us, shook hands and everything just before he caught his flight out. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, he did. I just thought of that. I'm like, oh, Rogers, I'm putting it on you, man. Oh, this is on you, Ricky Bobby. So, no, I hope I hope he stays well. I have a uh, someone at work who reports to me uh, has COVID as well and and just is in in a bad way. So I hope the very, very best for you, Justin. Hope you feel in yeah. great shape, man. As, as much as we don't want it to be there, it is still there. Yep. It is still something that you don't want to get. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's the it's the tracks, Jacks. All right, let's get into it. Um, ben Johnson, you may or may let's not. Talk, have heard let's the talk name. about Ben Johnson. Let's talk about you calling Ben Johnson November first in the Slack. You're like when everybody's freaking out. Oh, are they going to go get Joe Brady? Are they going to bring was, back Joe Bevel? Before that, that was when uh, before anyone knew. Anthony Lynn was being sidelined November 1st is when I told the slack. Don't worry. Anthony Lynn's being sidelined. <laughs> Things are changing folks. Um, and that was before that was before anybody had anything on it. <laughs> I mean, the yeah. next, the first time we saw anything, Chris Burke had a tweet about uh, Dan Campbell checking out the, the headsets ahead of the Pittsburgh game. That was the first inclination that anyone had that there was changes going on other than uh, Campbell saying he was going to watch video and, and see some, you know, see what was going on. That's, that was the events of that week. Just, just so everyone knows ahead of all that, <laughs> the slack, the magic slack had a little bit of info. And then the game, <laughs> and then in, in, in uh, you know, we talked about it being Ben's live fire interview as things went on, right? It came that Ben's the obvious guy. Now, what are we hearing? Well, it's it's so funny. People are like, I don't know about Ben. I want someone who's experienced, right? That kind of thing. And I get it. I'm not making fun of him, right? But it's just like the different perceptions that people have of what should be. Now, all of a sudden, what do we hear? Oh, um, Zach Taylor tried to hire him multiple, many, many, many times because what is he? Ben Johnson is seen as one of the brightest young minds in the NFL. We've talked about this since before the season this year that the Lions, we tried to build the 86 Giants with Matt Patricia and team, right? That's right. The Giants, 
you know, the, the Lions continually reached backward to build the team and to, to find the model. And what we wanted to see and what we said we wanted from them was to innovate and look forward and do the next thing, kind of like McVay did and like they did in, in Kansas where they, they changed the calculus of football. What are we doing? We're looking forward. We're innov- innovating and we're changing. We are the not trying to win the 1986 NFC East. We're trying to win the 2022 NFC North. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. And and how do you do that? You you get ahead of the NFL. And that's what someone like a Ben Johnson will get you. Great young mind working. You know, you have a playbook that was built by Anthony Lynn for, for better or for worse. Right. I mean, it is what it is. And there's nothing to be said. I'm not going to talk bad about Anthony Lynn. Um, I mean, I'm not even going to go. And, into and he, the, he's the been hired. He, he is the new assistant head coach in mm-hmm. San Francisco. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we talked about it in Mobile and we talked about this with people in Mobile. Yeah. Anthony Lynn's a good guy. He was a bad fit in Detroit, and everybody knew it pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the the fact that it didn't like explode, that it just sort of spun into the way that it did, to me, A, the Lions showed class in not trashing a good man and a yep. good coach. Yep. B, Dan Campbell is not afraid to step on some toes when things aren't working right. Like He's going to make sure that it works right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's a very healthy thing. If it's not working, you know, don't wait till the end of the year to fix that. Like if, if you think you can fix it now, do it. This he goes that. directly to that innovative different. Anthony Lynn yeah. is not a forward view kind of a guy on his offense. He did a great job with the run game. There's no question. Can't take that away from him. There was a huge leap this year. In the, best in best run the game. game since 2003. Yep. Yep. And, and so, so he had, you know, he had a place now. Anthony Lynn is very much a guy in the past. He was not, he didn't run well in this, and we've talked about it, and I know people are kind of probably sick of the, the phrase, but in this servant leadership environment and how they worked, he didn't fit well in that. It's not how he operates. A little bit more old school management style, yeah. right? A little bit old. Um, wouldn't he would, you know, he, he would do the part where he asked for input, and then he would literally never take it to the point where people were telling him things they didn't want to do to make sure he wouldn't do those things when he was asking for input. He's a little bit of an old school guy. They were trying to work around him. It didn't fit with what they were trying to do here. It doesn't mean he's a bad guy. It's just a different MO and it didn't land with what the Lions were doing. That's that's all that happened. But it, it bodes well, as I said, for this team to be an innovator and to change how things are done in the NFL. Does it always work? No. We, we said that when we talked about this originally, too. It doesn't always work to change, you know, to be the big innovator and change everything. It got San Francisco close back when Harbaugh was there, right, it, when they did that. Kansas City made a Super Bowl out of it. You know, we're, we're, we're seeing the Rams who's who have had some success with, you know, changing the way things work. Um, will it work? I hope so. It, it's it's a great opportunity for it to work. And fingers crossed with, baby. with the leadership we have and, the, and what we've seen out of this team. We know we're going to get it all out of the players. We know we're going to get it all out of the coaches. So as long as we have enough to give as far as talent wise, I feel like this looks like it's something that can really, really work. And that that bodes well for this team going forward. I agree. I I like I'm what I'm happy about is that Ben Johnson understands the talent that he has. The talent that's on the team understands what he is. Look at how much better the offense was once he took over. And once he once. Well, I shouldn't say he once he and Dan took over. And we're effectively running the show and calling the plays and figuring out, you know, game script and things like that. Everything got a lot better. It still needs to get more better. But the the easiest way to do that now is to infuse more talent into the situation. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what this offseason is about. Yep. They have a lot of cap room. They have a lot of opportunities. Um, some of them are patently absurd, as I wrote one earlier today that uh, set the world on fire. Um <laughs> That, that was that was fun. That's been uh, it's been interesting. The people that think that I actually want to do that, it was, it's, it's okay. But this is part of the whole mock draft thing, right? We can talk it about is. the different the they, different yeah. flavors of drafts oh, yeah. and what they mean. Um, not everybody likes vanilla, right? Not everybody likes Neapolitan. Right? <laughs> Although not the drinks are Willie's, I'm, I'm all in on Superman. <laughs> the, the broader point for doing that is that the team is going to do some things that you're not going to like or not agree with. It happens every year. That's how you wind up with Tease Tabor. That's how you wind up with Jared Davis. Yeah. That's how you wind up with a bleeping running back in every bleeping fifth bleeping round that we have. Uh, <laughs> if they do it again, I'm going to be bleeping angry again. <laughs> 
We got four running backs under contract for next year. We don't need another one. (laughs) (laughs) They draft another one. I'm going to be angry. It happens. They're going to make, they're going to do things that you don't like is, is one of the points from why I wrote this absurd mock off season today. Check it out at Lineswire. I need the clicks. Uh, I'll be, I'll I'll be, I'll be shameless on it. This one, it's not clickbait because it is, it is, there is, there are some things in there that I do like, but, uh, Mm Uh, two of the two of the three trades that I proposed in there have about as much chance of happening as as Brady Quinn appearing on our show. So. Mm. Well, we'll shoot for that. Um, all right, really quick, a couple things. Did we see the Mike Silver tweet? Yeah, I, I'm, I don't want to really get into that a whole lot. I'll tell you a couple things. One, I love Eric Schlitt. Okay, that's that's the ground, the base for everything I'm going to say here. I love him. Yep. Uh, as a person and as a writer, both both you know in you know um, personally and professionally. Um, Silver wrote a stupid tweet, right? It was an insulting tweet, but he's a fanboy of his the Niners, whatever. Um, you see crap on Twitter all the time. I think it was an unforced error from Eric to take offense to it and and react to Silver's tweet. And and, and he basically attacked Silver's journalistic credibility. And then Sir Silver attacked back and took an even, even deeper dig on Eric. I mean, if this is just a Twitter, they're swinging handbags at each other. It doesn't mean anything really, right? I mean, that's, that's all it is. And it wound up devolving into whatever it devolved into. It, it doesn't matter. It's it, it was just dumb, it's, and it is it what is. it is. Um, er, Eric I think, is more than Eric's more than ready for it to be done. Yeah. Um, what what I think uh, though is what it turned into, and and Eric didn't do this. I'll tell you that. But it became gatekeeping a diff- of a different kind. Silver was gatekeeping on what a real journalist was, and then it turned on, on, on into certain people on the the Detroit side doing a different kind of gatekeeping of who you should listen to for lions information. None of them had Ben Johnson. I'll tell you that. Uh, it's, it was, it just, they just, they literally did what silver did. And I'm just looking at this, this, this handbag swinging. And I'm just like, what's wrong with you people? Like everybody's got what well, you're so scared that you're trying to protect some, some weird thing. It's just stop. Oh, you just stop. It's childish. There you go. It is. Um, I don't have a lot to add to that. Um, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm appreciative for everybody that came to Eric's back. I, yeah. I love Eric. Um, uh, I'm very proud that I gave him his first opportunity to write. I'm very proud that I have, have sprung him upon Lion's Land and that he's gone and created his own audience and done his own thing. He does yeah. great with it. Yeah. Um, we, we remain good friends um, behind the scenes today. And I'm, I, for him to get as agitated as he did at Mike was uh, interesting. interesting to yeah. me. Um, it was a little bit eye-opening. Uh, I don't know. And I haven't talked with him extensively on it other than that just uh, he, he was ready away. for the entire thing to be moved on. But he was he was very appreciative that Detroit had his back. Uh, the only thing I will say on it is I'm not a journalist. Uh, and I don't think Eric would call himself one either. I won't, I won't say that for him. But I'm not a journalist. I, I am a... Imagining editor for a online website. Uh, I have. I would say I you're closer to, because you're a news organization. I, I, I do, today. and I do have a journalistic background. I do try to employ as many journalistic principles as I can. Um, there are times when I let them go, um, and it's pretty obvious when when I do that. I always do that knowingly. Um, and, and one of the things is, is it's a conversation that Justin Rogers and I had um, at the training camp party uh, the first time he was there, because we were talking about the differences between his job and my job. Mm-hmm. He is in Allen Park every day. He is a journalist. He is a beat writer covering Being the Being there doesn't make you a journalist. Let's be clear. No, no, it, no it does not. <laughs> but he, he is reporting on facts. He is reporting. He is asking questions in press conferences. I've done that twice in the last year. That's just not my thing. He's I just don't do that. Mode, yeah. I, I am much more of an analyst. I am somebody who will offer my spin on things that, that Justin and Dave and Ben and Kyle and Chris uh, and, and Nick and, and all those guys that are there every day all the time that they report on mm-hmm. when they are reporting news on those things. I, I'm not a breaking news guy. That's not what I do. That's not what pretty much any of those guys do quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave will from time to time, but that's, you know, that's, that's more journalistic than what he did. Now, Mike Silver, I certainly wouldn't call him a journalist either at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, an it's analyst. difficult to find. 
He's an analyst. I mean, and that's 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 and or a columnist yeah. even, right? And Brandon hits Col- it. And, columnist is the way to say it. Yeah. yeah, Brandon hits it. There are journalists and there's columnists who pretend to be journalists. That's the problem. And I'll, and I'm going to get to this because this is but really not, what it is. That's that's absolutely fair. Yeah, this it, it's this. Justin Rogers is a journalist, and it was one of the things I think that shook Case and had they had that that little fake blowout or whatever that blowout because we asked Justin how long he been lying, and he's like, I'm not a fan. Right. Right. And, and he, he doesn't have that kind of bias. He truly writes. If you look at it and you, you, you take your bias away, unapply your bias to what you're reading. And his stuff is very, very balanced. It's very much to the to the uh, these are the facts, man. Right. That's that. It is news reporting. It's not stenography. And you get a lot of that of the people sitting in that room, too, that are just taking taking the notes and regurgitating the lines. Right. But he is truly a journalist. Then you have other people that break down in tears when they fire an unemployable uh, special teams coach and then they call themselves journalists. That's not journalism. That's the opposite. Of, that's that's absolute bias. You have to look at journalistic ethics and follow them as well as look at the true definition being attached to a news organization. Those are two of the key things. If you want to call yourself a journalist, if you want to call yourself a pillar of, you know, whatever, you're likely a columnist. You're really, you're a blogger who has a credential being in the meet in the room does not make you a journalist by any stretch of the imagination. If you believe that, if you believe that, then you don't know what a journalist is much less aren't one. Right. So that's that's probably haven't come from that, that sort of a background. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, it's uh, it's something that I learned the more that I did radio and interviewed journalists versus blogger. It's, pretty easy to tell and it's it, it the problem is the economic model has pushed them so close together that now it, it, it's hard yeah. to distinguish and so a lot of bloggers get caught up as if they're working with that, that in- integrity and journalistic ethics when in fact they haven't they've never even heard of them half the time don't know what it is don't even apply them to what they do where someone like justin lives and breathes by them and that's that's his code of conduct yeah, and uh, that that line is blurred in a lot of markets worse than it is in Detroit. Let yep. me just tell you that. Oh right yeah, now. oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so the- I don't, I don't want to bury anybody, but uh, the, one of the teams that's in the Super Bowl this year, uh, they uh, their local coverage, let's just say, is lacking mm-hmm. journalistic principles. You can't be both. Right. You can't be. Oh, no, you can't. There you go. If, if, if I were a straight journalist the way that Justin is, I wouldn't have fun in this job that I would I, I I'd do it. But I, I wouldn't be as fun. I wouldn't be as good as what I at what I do if I did what Justin did. That's just the way it goes. No, God, we, we, suck. We, we, <laughs> so, and, and likewise, I don't think Justin would like doing what I do. No, I, I, he doesn't have that kind of a personality. No. He's, Justin he, is cut he, from that cloth. He is absolutely. Yeah, that's why look I, like, at I talk you about taking this. Dan's words. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, he, I when I think of and Dan Miller's the same way, actually. But when I think of Justin Rogers, I think of that old school guy with a fedora with a card press on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. literally what he does, right? I mean, that's right. that. It may what be what Michael Hara did back in the yeah. day before he joined the team. It may be old school, but journalism still is journalism. We, the, the definition hasn't changed. And, and you know, the wolf in sheep's clothing, wrapping yourself in the coat of a of some kind of definition that's not true is actually very disingenuous. And uh, and it, it, it's it's almost grifting, which <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation about grifters. Uh, but it's 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 not true. You just need to do what you do. Stay stay in the rain. Uh, okay. So Ben Johnson hired by the Lions. Cue the Pikachu shocked face. Oh my goodness! What a great great stuff. Awesome to see him there. Um, We're happy. Right. We, are, we are we are happy to have him. Um, and uh, uh, I. I'm going to check with, I, I know who one of the other people that they interviewed was. I'm going to check with that person to see if he wants it made public or not. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, the third person that they interviewed and they did interview a third person, Dunnamobile. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, maybe that'll come out at some point. They did a great I, job. I, of I, I, that I have up. a feeling that somebody um, who we may have just mentioned might know that answer. I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what, I think what they did was they scattered the coaches around for interviews at that one period of time and kept the media busy. And that's when they, they, they made things happen. Um, they're not, they're not a dumb group of people and, we, and I'm not a dumb person either, but I, I, I wanted to interview Hank Fraley and Dave Fipp and, uh, uh, yeah, Kelvin Shepard way I, more. Hey, <laughs> hey, I was, hey, I was sniffing around there. Hey, Eamon and Solomon <laughs> got me Kelvin Shepard. I was, I was, I was 
as pleased as God, he was punch. great. He was great. He was good. That guy, we talked about it. That guy is going to be a defensive coordinator somewhere. If he's not, he's going to be a college head coach. And he's the kind of guy that if he goes into your living room and you've got a son that wants to play college football, coach, you got him. Yep. He's yours. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> Presence, so- man. That guy's got positive energy oozing out of every pore of his incredible hair. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, yeah. Anonymous. You're, you, I, I don't disagree. Uh, they do fine stuff, but let's be honest about it. Uh, the downside of Ben Johnson is that he is such a hot commodity. I th- I mean, we get some wins this year. I don't think he's going to go away after year one, right? I just, I just it, it's rare. You, you can say, oh, well, Mike Tomlin was an, an example, but you can say Tom Brady's an example. Just pick your quarterback in the sixth round, right? I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't always <laughs> extrapolate. I think you're going to see Ben Johnson come bring great, some, some wins and some a great offense this year. I think people are going to want to see it stick. I think we have been for two years. Now, this is where the environment matters. Right. If we have a team that has in the next two years stepped up, gotten the wins, is a true contender and the place that he works, the environment in which Ben works and the people he works with are so great. You'll see something. You saw it with the Bucks after their Super Bowl win. How many people stayed, signed back on, took a lower contract, whatever. Entire starting lineup came back. That's right. There's a lot to be said about what your work environment is like. I think that's how we keep Ben. Um, I, I, I do say though, if, if he, he can be hired away after year two, if, um, things aren't right inside or, uh, we're not getting the, the talent or, um, what we need, uh, for him to execute fully on his side. So that's the risk with Ben Johnson, um, being able, being able to keep our guy. That's really it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough to find 35 year old guys like him who have the coaching background that he does. He has coached quarterbacks before. He's coached wide receivers before. It's not like he's just done, you know, tight ends. Like this guy, and he was a college quarterback. He has run the gamut from quality control to all the positions except the line on the offense. So it's not like this is somebody that's, you know, trying to learn, oh, what does a quarterback do? What does a, what does a wide receiver do? For a guy his age to have that extensive of a background is very impressive. It's not common. Um, and that's, that's one of the things that's going to make him a popular candidate. Yeah. And uh, we have a lot of popular candidates now, Chris. We, uh, yes, we do. We, are, we sure do. And, that, and that's a good <laughs> problem to have. Uh, it's been a long time since anybody wanted an active Lions coach to interview for a job that's better than the one that they're in. We've had to deal with it several times. Uh, Aaron Glenn interviewed for the Broncos, didn't get it. Interviewed for the Saints while we were in Mobile, yep. did not get that job. But uh, by all accounts, and I, I listened to some uh, New Orleans uh, commentary on this, and I'm actually going to be on in New Orleans tomorrow uh, and talking a little bit about it. Uh, he probably would have had the job if Dennis Allen wasn't an, an internal candidate. Uh, they they it, Look, if you listen to Sean Payton's farewell, uh, it wasn't really a presser. It was more like an address. Um, it was clear that Sean Payton wanted Dennis Allen to be his successor um, and made made that very clear, incredibly clear. Very yeah. Clear. Yep. So Aaron Glenn coming in and um, uh, I'm not going to say that he wowed them, but look, they know him. They were they would have been very comfortable hiring Aaron Glenn as their head coach. He will be a head coach soon. Uh, he will be getting interviews next year for sure. Yeah. So will do Staley after what we saw in Mobile. How he re- how excuse me how he ran the team, how he handled practices, how he handled himself, how he handled his coaching staff. Because you better believe that that was being watched by a lot of people, and a lot of people came away thinking that's my next head coach. Yeah. So uh, just be prepared for it. And I guess that that leads us into Aubrey Pleasant and and what's going on with him. Uh, Let's do that. Let's talk about Aubrey Pleasant because he's been making the rounds. Um, there was fear that he could go in the division to Minnesota. Um, that doesn't that appear is, to be what, how things are playing out. It doesn't. It's still technically in play. Uh, I talked to someone with uh, very inside knowledge of that process. Uh, today is Wednesday. It was Tuesday morning when uh, when it came out that he was going to interview or had been requested to be interview, I called this person and I said, Hey, what's up with that? And like, they would love for him to get the job, but he's got to, he's got to prove that he can get it. 
And uh, they do have other candidates. They've interviewed, I know, Anthony Pleasant. I know the guy from Seattle whose name is escaping me, who is probably going to get the job. Um, if he hasn't been given it already, I've been I've been offline. I was at my daughter's basketball game, um, and I'm leaving shortly to go to a different basketball game. That's just <laughs> life of a basketball dad. So I'm not adept on – I'm not up to speed on all the news right now, but uh, it – He's he's a very good candidate. Um, they loved his ability to develop young talent, and that isn't just what he did in Detroit. He did that in Los Angeles too, and that makes him a very appealing candidate for a team that, quite frankly, has to get a lot younger quickly mm-hmm. in Minnesota. And they're they're going to have to do some interesting roster decisions. And having a a proven teacher and results-driven winner on the roster the way Aubrey Pleasant is would certainly help that out. There were there were questions about whether he could formulate a full defense, what sort of scheme he would have, who he would have as a staff. Um, you know, because one of the things when you come in as a coordinator, okay, are you keeping the linebackers coach that, who this can year? you pull? Who can you right. pull? Yeah, and, and who's your idea? Like who's gonna be your linebackers coach because our guy's leaving or something like that? Mm-hmm. That that is a difficult thing. This is this is the first time he has ever interviewed for a coordinator position. And um he's gonna learn from it. And he will be a coordinator somewhere, if not in Detroit in twenty twenty three, somewhere else. That's just that's just a natural progression. We've talked about this in the Slack. Um, please subscribe to the Slack. It's just what five dollars a month yes, gets you the yes. gets you Christos, gets you fun with this, um, gets you does. access to ask me questions for a mailbag that's going to be coming later this week. Um, a lot of a lot of fun with it, and uh, you know it is the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. Um, even when I'm there. Um, that's, that's <laughs> with that, I got to ask people uh, hit the like and subscribe if you would appreciate that. That helps us with the algorithm, helps people find the show, and uh, helps us continue to grow. And well, thank you, thank you, by the way, to all the new subscribers. Yeah. Um, I know a couple people uh, have, have hit me up on on Twitter about it. Like, hey, I, I now subscribe to you guys on YouTube. Great. That's how you know that we're going live. That's how you know what we're going to be talking about. That's how you get access to all the interviews and everything. You'll know when, when it's coming on. Subscribe, like, tell your friends, tell your mom. She'll like it, too. That's actually the biggest um, compliment someone could pay is to tell their friends about us and tell and get them on board. Yeah. Really, that's that's the thing that, that really kind of tells somebody how much you love something. So if, you, if you're doing that, thanks. Thank you very much. We really appreciate yes. y'all doing that. That's yeah, we, do. we work hard. I mean, for, you know, for our side gig, you know, like I said, neither of us are journalists, right? No. But we work hard at getting great information to you and no. building the networks and doing these things to help you guys have great content. So hopefully you love it. And if you do, please share with your friends. Um, Aubrey Pleasant making the rounds right now. And so I will say my speculation was Aubrey Pleasant is not going anywhere. Again, same thing. He's doing the rounds. He's getting the experience. I just don't know that it's it's this year is the year. I think they want to see the results. I think they saw good results this year. They saw a team that was not going to play or was not going to give up on the coach. But what they want is now take it to the next level. That's what makes these guys a risk to go somewhere else. I think next year is where we're at. Tactical Puma 58. Absolutely. Uh, the number one Lions podcast among amongst moms is the Detroit Lions podcast, particularly yours. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. Um, hey, my, my mom watched. Oh, by the way, happy birthday, mom. My mom turned 73. Oh, today. happy birthday, Mrs. Risden. Congratulations on everything. But this this knucklehead of yours. <laughs> I, I am the black sheep of the family. That's, that's very true. Awesome. Awesome. Well, if you're ever um, thinking about it, mom. Head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Take away the pain of the black sheep, the anxiety, the insomnia that he causes you. The gray hair that I gave you. <laughs> Your mom's a very sweet lady. I, 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 yes, I, she I is. My mom is awesome. Up. Both my parents are awesome. Yeah. I, I love them. I'm blessed to still have them with us. Yeah. Yep. I hate to use them to, to do this quick read, but that's it. Sorry. Pain, hey. insomnia, and anxiety. cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Use coupon code LIONS. Get yourself 50 five percent off everything you get uh if you get the activate i'm sorry active cvd or delta eight not legal in michigan the delta eight uh you will get yourself a nice buzz on top of it great stuff great great stuff cbd.detroitlinespodcast.com this is a great way to support your brain and support the show as well uh all right anything else about aubrey pleasant you want to cover mr brisdome no, just um, this is another guy. Enjoy him while we've got him, but also appreciate that the Lions really like the idea of, it goes back to the servant leadership concept, getting these guys to where they can do things on their own, bigger and better things, whether it's inside the organization or outside the organization. Dan Campbell's going to be damn proud of these guys. 
Brad Holmes, this is what he wants. Chris Spielman, this is what he wants. He wants to create a culture where coaches can come in, grow their game, learn what they need to do, and move on. That's the sign of a good, healthy, successful organization. That's what we all want this to be in Detroit. From the top to the very bottom, that's what we want. They are working much better than than we've seen. <laughs> uh, I, I mean... Uh, I, I, my my real cognizance with the team only goes back to Wayne when he coached. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was aware of, of what was going on before that, but I was just, you know, I was a kid. I was a fan. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, this is the most competent Lions organization from the very top at ownership through the, the management layer, through the coaching layer, um, even down to the, like the, the, the staff. The, 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 the puts together the, the fantastic video questions that they ask the players. Um, you know, which, which, which guy would you want to see suit up in the senior bowl? And, and yeah. the fact that it wasn't all Dan was, was kind of crazy that <laughs> it, it's different in a very uh, uplifting way. Uh, because I, 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 I'm fortunate enough. I have covered some really, really terrible teams. I've also covered some pretty good ones that sprouted up. Um, and well, who knows what's going on with Cleveland, but the, you know, I, I I know the difference when I see it between a team that's doing things right and when they're doing it wrong. They're doing it the right way, yeah. and I just I really hope that it works, and I hope that the fans who aren't on board now um, remember that they weren't when this team is winning playoff games and hosting playoff games in the very near future. Can I say the Lions? Their social team. People talk about how great their social team is. You know what happened to, to get that team there was when they hired Amen. Yes. He's he's the director of communications, right? That's all his world. And Fellow again, Ohio we, University grad. We, you talk about servant leadership, hiring great people, allowing them to do great things. We watch them work at the senior bowl from scouting, setting up a location, putting it together. Um, what a great, competent talented group of individuals and you know who wasn't standing there over them pointing ordering anything like that amen was nowhere near nowhere near they were a group that was literally on their own i I don't know if they told them go get video or what but they just set up and did it and ran and created top shelf content they're great he he came over he came over at the end of the interview with hank um, and Hank did have somewhere to pee, so we did have to end that. Um, and thanks, Colin, for buying us a little extra time there. But uh, then we talked to Eamon for just a few minutes, and everything was, like, awesome. Like, yeah. he, he thanked us instead of us thanking him, which is, again. Quality organization, man. A lot different. They're, they're doing it right. Mm-hmm. I really hope it works. Top really down, man. Top down. From Sheila on down. That's everything we've seen and heard. That's what we've got going on there. So good, good on them. Um, and the competence exudes. And it, look, if we lose coaches, it's it's a great it's a great it's a sign. Very, if we it's are a very able good to, problem to have. if we're able to keep some of them, that's a great sign. But the fact that we've been able to hire as well as we have is just the, the, all the pieces are there. It's just now getting the talent. And I think you know if you think back to just a year and two months ago. Where you, how you felt about this team, how you felt about this team to now has to be 180 degrees. And we only won three games since then. Think about that. Think about if, if, if in December of last year, someone said, and we're only going to win three games next year, how would you have felt? And then how do you really feel, right? There's a real gap there. There's a real gap there. <laughs> after Fans after, recognize it. People recognize it, man. If you go back about exactly 12 months, you told me we were going to win three games. I would have been ecstatic, quite <laughs> well, frankly, okay, with the roster that, point, that we had and the point, changeover yeah, that was yeah, going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know what to make of Dan Campbell um, or Brad Holmes. Well, I'm, but I'm just, I'm just from a fan perspective. Right. Yeah. From a fan perspective, you're you're the beginning of December. You're talking about meaningful games in December with Matt Patricia. The wheels are flying off the bus. Sandman's talking about being touched in his fandom. And and then you say, oh, and by the way, we only win three games next year. People would have said that there would have been the Jersey burning party. Right. I mean, people would have lost. But if nobody would have been able to predict where what how good three games could have felt and how right how right how much writing of the ship or how right the ship would have felt after and where what's what's to come so yeah, i'll reflect really quickly on this michael brockers talked to jim rome at the uh the, the super bowl thing out this week and one of the things that he said was the first win everybody was you know ecstatic you know ready to pop the champagne and everything he's like 
second and third win, it was very professional. Like we were happy, but like we've been there. Yeah. This is what we're this is what we're here to do. Let's keep it going. And I thought that was that was a very telling comment from a veteran leader on the team who has been in a Super Bowl before. Um, he understands the demeanor of a good team, and he saw that evolve over time throughout the season. I, I thought that was a very good comment by him. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got Sandman in the chat. <laughs> He's Sandman. Like, my fandom. My fandom. <laughs> All right. Oh, by the way, this podcast is number one in Argentina. Done. <laughs> Malcolm, I'll get you a T-shirt. Yeah. I'm, Hit me up after the show. I got a, I got a, something to show you. You're going to love it. All right. A quick talk about the Super Bowl, Riz. Um, I, I don't want to yeah. go too deep on Stafford, um, but he's there. He's like a lot of people say, oh, that's Lions connection. There's a real rift in Lions fandom. Some people are saying, oh, yeah, all the L.A. fans are Detroit. I, I, the, the, the Detroit Ram shirts are a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you not to buy one, but are you really going to wear that like after next week? Mm. Think, think, think before you buy. <laughs> there you go. Save it. Save it for April. There's something. Yeah. So, who do you got in the game? Uh, I got the Rams. I want, I want Cincy to win, and I, and I feel like they're a, a, a strong underdog, an underrated underdog. But um, I got the Rams, I, and I want Cincy to win it just because I'm bitter. I, I, you know what I mean? The one pick <laughs> doesn't matter anymore. You know what I mean? It's like fine, whatever in the in the draft. Yeah, I just oh, I, yeah. it's a matter of principle now. <laughs> uh, I I would love to see Stafford win. I would love to see Andrew Whitworth win. He's been one of my favorite players ever since he came into the league as a Bengal. And I think that that's a storyline that doesn't get enough national play. That guy is Bengals royalty, and he's playing for the Rams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> against against the team that he played for a decade. Um, he's he's look. I, He's one of the one of the best five offensive tackles of the 21st century thus far, yeah. and he doesn't get enough credit for it. He's he's going to be a Hall of Fame candidate at some point. The fact that he's playing in his first Super Bowl, he's doing it against you know his old team is is crazy to me. I guess yeah. the Suns first. I guess he was in the other one, but my feelings won't be hurt with the Rams. Rams win. I just I'm hoping for a good game. That's really the biggest I, part. I I I think the Bengals are going to take it. Uh, I think the the way that they attack offensively. The Rams are star-loaded, but the bottom of their roster is not good. Their linebacking core specifically is really not good. Yeah. And the, the way that Joe Burrow, like you can you can hit him nine times in a game and he's still going to find a way to kick your ass on the 10th. <laughs> and the weapons that he's got and their kicker. Now, both teams have good kickers. Like you're looking, though, their their kicker is – Arguably the greatest rookie kicker in NFL history. I love Joe He's, Burrow. I, I, I really do like hard, that guy. It, it's it's uh, really hard to not like Joe Burrow, and uh, it's funny because you know Cleveland and Cincinnati hate each other. As a native of Northeast Ohio, Cincinnati is not in Ohio; it's the capital of Northern Kentucky. We don't acknowledge that they're <laughs> in our state, but there's a lot of people in Cleveland that are like, we want Burrow to win. So. Uh, and, and I do think that they have the match. I also think Trey Hendrickson criminally underappreciated free agent signing last year. Mm-hmm. I remember Bengals fans going crazy. Oh my God, will that Carl Willis go? Who's this? Who's this? We, we got a, a white pass rusher from New Orleans. Who is this guy? And yeah, <laughs> he's really, really good. And the combination of him and Jesse Bates, one of the best playmaking safeties, who was absolutely not going to hit free agency, unfortunately. I think they make enough plays. I think Stafford gives one up to one of those guys, and that's the, the difference in the game. Yeah, there you go. All right, uh, really quick one. Hit the draft party. It's coming up. I don't. I mean, we're don't get too far ahead. It's the end of April, but like everything, like our Senior Bowl stuff, bigger better than ever this draft party is going to be awesome you're going to love it and we've got that for you make sure to join us for our draft party it's a virtual party live on youtube like it has been the last couple years we originated the concept and we're gonna make you enjoy it we're gonna make you enjoy it so be here we did it before you had to be online yeah, yeah, that's he absolutely did. All right, free agency's coming. Let's get hit a couple of quick uh, key NFL dates brought to you by Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Anytime you go shopping at Amazon, go Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com, and you will get awesome, awesome stuff. Take a little uh uh, skin off a, a little hair off of Bezos head and put a little couple of coins in our pocket and support the podcast by doing something here anyway. You're going to do anyway. Amazon Detroit Lions podcast.com. All right. Uh, waiver system begins on the 14th of February. 22nd of February is the first day to designate franchise transition players. The combine 
March 1 through 7. We will talk about that. Um, the deadline to, de- uh, well, to designate franchise or transition players, the deadline to do that is March 8th. Uh, the 14th through the 16th is when you can start tampering. You have a legal con- tampering period. Yeah, contract and negotiate contact and negotiate contracts with uh, unrestricted free agents whose contracts expire at 4 p.m. On the 16th, options must be exercised before 4 p.m. Qualifying offers must be submitted to re- uh, restricted free agents prior to four. All clubs must be under the 22 salary cap before 4 p.m. And at 4 p.m., all this on the 16th, the league year begins and as does the trading period. League meeting in Palm Beach, Florida. You want to come down, Riz? 27th through the 30th of March. That'd be nice. I'll actually be in Michigan for that. Um, And then April 28th through the 30th, the NFL draft in Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. That's right. So that's the uh, the look ahead to what's going on. We will have a whole lot to talk about in the meantime. Thank you, Cliff, for the subscription. If you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe. Hit the like. All that kind of stuff. We appreciate all you folks that do that. And with that, Riz, I know you are on a timer i i am on a, a strict thing and my daughter will appreciate not having to wait for me in a parking lot tonight. and i think the, oh, that there's the buzzer buzzer went off <laughs> with that don't forget about us on patreon patreon is how you get access to the slack chat the most intelligent lions chat on the internet and the chris dust and riz dust go to patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast uh subscribe it's a little five dollars a month gets you access to the slack it used to be a little less but we had to raise the bar a little I'm telling you, you're going to love it. It's the best group of people. We have some of the most amazing conversations and we get deep on a lot of topics. Uh, It's you can you can disagree without being disagreeable. It's it's literally the best place to talk lions on the Internet. I say that, but I say it because it's true. I I honestly promise you that patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast Twitter at DET Lions podcast. Thank you from the bottom of my heart to all. Who have followed us uh, recently? We got a lot of new followers. Appreciate that at DET Lions Podcast. If you're not there, head on over to Twitter and give us a follow. Also at Jeff Risden, great stuff there. Uh, give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or in the Lions Line at nine two nine three three Lions. It's nine two nine three three five four six six seven. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com and subscribe to the podcast. So we, what do we do, Riz? What are we going to do? So we can come into your ear holes automatically. Or wherever you'd like. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, and no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. There's the lion. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.